0: You're listening to Business Stories with Ryan Arcaracci, where I speak to business professionals from all walks of life. Thanks for listening, and let's get to it. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Ryan. I'm back with another episode. Personal training. When you hear about that, you think, man, that's really only for rich people, right? That's for wealthy people or celebrities. They are the only ones who can get quality personal training. But that's not the case. With Outlaw Fit Camp and my guest today, Jesse James Leva, who's the founder. Jesse, thanks for being here, man. It's it's good to talk to you.
1: Absolutely, Ryan. Thanks for having me, man. I appreciate it. Look forward to this.
0: Yeah. So, and you know, I'm I wouldn't say I'm a fitness buff, but I do try to work out as much as I can, probably not enough, but um, you know, I enjoy it. And I think it's important for everybody to be active and physically fit, especially nowadays where we're all just staring at screens all day. So Let's talk about your journey, you know your your background with this brand and your own personal journey with fitness. How did that start?
1: Sure. you know, I found fitness, you know years back, quite close to twenty eight years ago, just a young, you know thin guy that never had any muscle mass, and yeah. I found the means through I got into bodybuilding, fell in love with the fact that I can manipulate how I look through what I ate and how I trained. Yeah. And I did that for a number of years. became a champion level bodybuilder in Texas. And I, I fell in love with that. I soon fell in love with personal training and went down that road and became very successful for the whole time I did it. Um, had a couple of and and again, fell in love with the passion of helping develop people, kind of take things to the next level. And right. that's when it transitioned out of bodybuilding into lifestyle journey and weight loss. Right, right was there any catalyst for that within you like was
0: there a reason why you kind of took that path to start was it just like you just were tired of being like the skinny
1: kid or what was it you know i think a mixture of both you know i'm not the tallest guy in the world about five seven and you know probably really really good looking great personality but uh (laughs) Of course, I I was I was 135 pounds, so my girlfriends were heavier than me at the time, you know. So I love the fact that I eventually got up to about 235 pounds of muscle and competed at 198, and I was just jacked, and I and I love that. I love the way it made me feel. No arrogance there, but it was just a feeling of, dude, I I, no matter what kind of car you have or how much money I have, when I when I walk into a place, I felt good and it showed. So I like that badge of honor that I carried. And it was really all through, it wasn't like I was gifted with genetics. It was through conscious decisions and following a strategy and being diligent with the process. So that was the turning point for me. And it was cool that girls liked my arms, you know? So (laughs) one of those stupid, shameless things there. Right, right. So you started, so you started, were you working at gyms
0: or did you start actually owning your own gyms before franchising?
1: No, I started, I, I worked in a couple gyms and I started personal training. And then I, I fell in a good position to where uh, the local gym, I was working at it for a number of years, offered to sell it to me and a buddy of mine. And we had no clue what the hell we're doing. So we we bought it. And that's where the journey transitioned. I quit my full-time job and I rolled into personal training full-time and running a gym and we did it very well. And I I started falling in love with that. And I think it was probably closer to 2008. I'd fast forward a couple, probably 10 years. I had a big box gym, about 45,000 square feet, and we were doing pretty good, but I just could not keep up at that time. That was right around 2006, 2007 with the LA Fitnesses and the 24s. And they all came into our town and we were just undercapitalized, old building. And it was a bit crazy. So the fun thing happened was I went out of business and shut down. Uh-huh. so yeah. in 2008 I, I i started over again i was like you know what let's just do this and let's do what we did well and that was personal training we always did six figures doing well with personal training we did that and uh it blew up man it went from first year thousand square feet i grabbed a couple more spaces and within by the time 2008 hit we were at 7700 square feet four spaces doing 1.1 million a year just personal training wow. and and i felt and then it the direction changed from bodybuilding, bikini comp- competition prep, it changed into weight loss, lifestyle, husbands and wives training, and we don't charge extra for them, things like that, just a whole different direction. Yeah, yeah.
0: So what's, I mean, you know, there's a lot of fitness gyms out there. And I think, I think Tiffany joined. Tiffany, are you there? I think Tiffany joined the podcast too, but we, we can talk to her too. But
2: yes, I'm here.
0: Hi, how are you? Hi, good. Good. So my question is, you know, there's a lot of Options out there for everybody. I mean, I live in Las Vegas, and there's gyms all over. Um, And I know it's the case probably in LA, and Texas, and New York, and that too. But what do you think separates you from all the other options out there? If someone's going to approach buying this franchise or just becoming a member,
1: yeah, that that, that's easy. Um, Before we did this, it was either big box gyms or the boutique fitness space really got you know hit hard, saturated. And it was all group fitness, and they all do a great job. They're yeah. cardio-based, people burn calories. But one thing I noticed in 2013 before I started Outlaw in 14 was it was cramming as many people in a room as you can, 36, 42. Um, and with the training background I had and just really having that focus on biomechanics, you I was seeing a missing I guess, piece. That was the quality behind the movement. So, And then I also have the issue with what if a wife's going to – a group fitness place and her husband's got 80 pounds to lose, high blood pressure, knee replacement, yeah. health really poor, but she's enjoying her place. What happens to him? Where does he go? Yeah. Our place allows people to have both. We do group fitness and then we have a separate area for personal training. 90% of our clients cross-reference both. They do both. They have membership for the group fitness and the personal training. They get a discount for doing that, but it became a place for no longer his place, her place, but it's their place. Yeah. And that's the differentiating factor there that we're doing that nobody else is really doing right now. That's interesting.
0: So would you say, and with the approach, and I guess when you walk into your location, and I did look at some of your videos, I see it's, it's. I mean, I don't want to, it's not huge, right? But it's not small either, but it's, would you say it's more like in, an intimate sort of environment where it's one-on-one? Absolutely.
1: Yeah. They're about 3,200 square feet. The headquarters is bigger because we're set up for training franchisees, conference room, so it's about 6,200 square feet. But the training space is about the same We're a little bit larger with personal training space because we have like 250 clients here for personal training. So we're heavy there. But they're about 32 up to 3,500 square feet. And it keeps it right in that niche where you don't have to have much more than four employees. And you don't need to have 600 members to break even or do well. And that's what was nice because you have both streams of revenue coming in. Group fitness under $200 a month. Personal training capping at about $600 a month. You can get everything in that one location And you can also, you know, Ryan, you can, if you have a daughter or son or a wife, you can bring them with you if you're personal training and you don't have to pay extra. You can bring one extra guest with you for training. And the concept and the goal behind that is how do we rid the world of childhood obesity? Because my sister battled obesity her whole life. You help mom and dad understand about nutrition and training. You get them off on the right track. It transcends down into the home. So six years ago, we started thinking, why are we charging extra $35 extra for the person? Why not do it free? we won't make as much money, but we found out we retained the client for years because somebody wasn't getting jealous at home. And yeah. then they bragged about our brand. So it was one of those silent things that the trickle effect was worth the loss of short-term revenue. We kept the revenue longer, our attrition dropped, you know, and the referrals jumped up.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: It's interesting how you talk about
0: that. I feel like a lot of personal training is, its I mean, it's obviously physical, but it's also... A lot of the mental side right and I, I don't know how often you see a lot of people come and go or do you see a lot of high retention with 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 members how does yeah. that
1: work with with the brand we have here you you're going to have a lower attrition with the personal trainers because you know unfortunately in the fitness industry the big box gyms don't pay a whole bunch and if they do you have to roll. you usually roll into management and then it's about sales and if you're passionate about personal training you're passionate about the journey help people lose weight your why why I wake up at 345 in the morning because somebody depends on me sales changes that so that gets tarnished if you're doing group fitness you're stuck making 900 to 1300 a a month because you can only teach classes so that means you either have to have another spouse a spouse making money at home as a primary breadwinner or you have to have a secondary job and that kind of kills your mojo and you're still doing it because you love doing it but you can't make an impact changing lives and have a full-time income With what we designed with Outlaw, mainly because I'm still an active trainer, I train from five in the morning to about 9.30, and then it's office time with our team. I love training. I can't really give it up yet because I I love my people. We have both. So our trainers teach Fit Camps, they make good money per half hour, and then they also personal train. They have adjustable salaries, so they can make 70 grand, 80 grand a year out of a location if it does well, and change lives and actually have a living and, and that was just something that I, I really wanted to bring to the table for, for franchisees, but also for our trainers. So now that means I'm going to retain my trainer much longer. The referral base will be much higher and they'll, their personal training clients will be able to go into Fit Camp, do classes, and it stays one beautiful little synergistic piece, you know, something different than model.
0: One thing I heard you say on your video is that, and I think I 100% agree with you, is that you're vetting candidates to buy a franchise, you're not going to sell a franchise to just anybody. So no. what 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 are the qualities or, or background or experiences you're looking for in, in an ideal franchise owner?
1: You know, I think you know, we're, we're new to franchising, but we're not new to people. I mean, I've seen thousands of people and different personalities. And what I've learned, especially with franchising, is I want, we want coachable, passionate people. I, I don't want to, somebody that thinks they know everything because I'm I'm great at what I do for personal training and building my business up but I'm new to franchising so I have coaches we have attorneys yeah. we've help me get better I'm now I know you and you're a good resource so yeah. you know I want people that are moldable that are always looking for ongoing coaching and that want to have an impact on people
0: yeah
1: and that I think that translates into them building a great team and building great leadership yeah yeah, Jesse, just to add to that,
2: that's an important piece. Um, sorry, I'm I'm late, Ryan, but here I no, am. That's
1: okay.
2: I'm glad to be joining you today on the podcast. Yeah. But yeah, Candidates is a, a very, you don't have to be a fitness professional to be a franchisee. So, um, But you do have to be passionate about people and probably have some very strong leadership skills, uh, because if you're not servicing the clients, you'll be leading a team. Yeah. Um, so that's what we look for in a franchise
0: candidate. Good, good. What do you, I mean, you, you've got how many locations currently now?
1: We have uh, six right now and a seventh opening up in South Carolina. Yeah, Actually, okay. we're going out there next week to help him get ready to rock and open up.
0: Okay, cool. So what are you learning? I mean, what what have you learned with this? You're, you're kind of in the new, you're an emerging brand, you're pretty new and you're growing. What are you learning about like what it is taking to be successful for a franchisee? Like what would you sit down and tell a franchisee? Like, look, if you really want to be successful with the brand, here's what you're going to need to, to really stick with and understand. What would you say that is based on what you've learned? That's a good
2: question. It's about community. It's really about community. Outlaw fit camp is very heavy on the fitness side. Of course, when we're servicing our members, we take that seriously and look for great quality, uh, people to hire. So having a good keen understanding of, of people, understand who's going to service your clients. You can, um, you can train skill but hire character, we always push that you know you want to have dedicated loyal staff that is eager to build and grow with you. Um, as a franchisee understanding that you're giving the people that work for you if if you're not an owner operator yourself an opportunity um, for a career. Finding the right people uh, making connections in your community that's word of mouth is huge and um, you could do digital. All day long but i really think a handshake these days and and meeting people face to face is what's going to get people in the door Um, whether it's the owner or training your team to do so that is what will bring um, success and just to piggyback off of our little elm location and our flower mound our corporate locations are are the longest standing locations in the system you know we launched little elm in 2014 that's seven years ago and we still have some we call them ogs there are our members that started with us and they're still there today
0: yeah.
2: So uh, not only attracting clients but knowing how to retain them too.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And Jesse, you were talking about uh, a little bit about technology too and the technology you've adopted to to help your members. Can you talk a little bit about what what's going on there?
1: Yeah, we've uh, you know Tiffany's working pretty hard with our company. We launch it next month with our our headquarters and then we're off with franchising going into the, the new year. But it's a performance app. And our current clients we have an app you download you book your classes. We have a little bit of engagement there and it's nice but the personal training we want to take to a new level with our personal training, we do measurements in weight every single week. And a lot of people think that's a bit extreme when they're not used to this. They're like why every week? Well, you, you see great changes every single week if somebody's following their fuel plan, which they get from us and they're training three days a week. And doing their cardio and outside extracurricular activities, you see great massive change two to three pounds a week and a quarter and a half inch off of a waistline. I would hate to try to drive to Las Vegas to, to see you. And I've never driven there. And not use a GPS. Right. We tell our trainers, you are people's GPS. The measurements are what kind of re r- reroute you if you get off course, because your GPS <laughs> reroutes if you'd make a wrong turn. Right. By doing this every week, I'd rather because we don't have time to waste because you can't get time back. So you get you time and money being wasted if you're not performing and delivering. So I can measure Ryan, hey, all right. It's been Friday. We may weigh and measure you. You're two pounds down from last week. You lost a quarter inch off your waist. That's awesome. Let's keep doing this, Ryan. Great job. But if your pet your weight's up two pounds and your waist went up or didn't move, I'm gonna say Ryan, what's going on, dude? Listen, you gotta step it up, man. It's not about working out. You're making your workouts, but that leaves three things: your cardio, your workout, your diet. You made yeah. all your workouts. There's two other things that are missing in this components. And now right. I can help you course correct, give you that little bit of extra knowledge, and then I set a goal for next week. Now, Ryan, listen. I'm gonna measure you on Monday. This is Friday. On Monday, we're gonna be down a half pound and a quarter inch off that waist because I know you're gonna go out. You're not gonna drink this weekend, and you're gonna yeah. bust your butt. Does that sounds good.
0: Right? Yeah. Sounds good. <laughs> yeah.
2: Definitely yeah. a good accountability for the clients, but also a lot of support for the trainers too. So there's two sides of the performance app. Um, a lot of support for the trainers. We're bringing this on as we grow the system. Um, you know, when a franchisee launches, uh, they have a dedicated head trainer that gets trained by the franchise, mm-hmm. and the head trainer is the person that helps onboard new trainers. Um, we have a certification program that everybody receives uh, to be able to serve as clients, and then ongoing support from there will be will be through the app from the headquarters. So it's really robust. Then uh, the clients also can data track, so they can sync up all their watches and you know share with their friends their progress. Just making fitness fun again. Um, that's one of the technology pieces that we offer, but we have a robust CRM um, that clients and locations can communicate, you know, via text message, email, email blasts, and we we really care about bringing technology to our system that helps produce revenue or client experience, and not, you know, equipment maintenance. Right. Yeah,
0: I would say the hardest thing I would think for you both is, you know, you can train people in, in the walls of your of your location, but when, what, once they leave, you're not going to be in their ear all day watching what they eat or their sleep patterns or all of yeah. that. So mm-hmm. would you say the technology kind of, I don't want to say, you know, like you're a drill sergeant in their face calling <laughs> them by every five minutes at 3 a.m. Did you eat, you know, did you eat this or did you not eat that or, you know, but you're, but you're kind of monitoring them with that technology. You'd say you're kind of holding them accountable somewhat,
1: right? Absolutely. It's that one extra thing that they just don't have. And some people love it. Some people don't, but I think a large percentage of people are going to be able to love to track this. And I think the trainer and they are going to love having that extra engagement. Plus we can also send them different workouts. If you're going out of town, I could send you a body weight workout, Ryan, that I developed with the videos to hatch it to you and send it to you in your app. And now you can do a body weight workout while you're camping. That's cool. I like that. I like that.
0: And I like hearing stories too. Do you guys have any particular stories of members? Obviously you don't have to give out names or any personal <laughs> info, but, but any, or even your own stories. I mean, just kind <laughs> of like what, what kind of, I'm sure you have a ton of great stories of people that have really seen um,
1: different. Yeah, I'll tell you a couple. I know, yeah, I know Tiffany wants to talk about it, but I, I, got, I got one and it's a really incredible story and okay. it's the best one. I got a couple more after that. Um, okay. We have a young woman named, named Vicky, who is now one of my uh, great trainers here, a top trainer actually doing really well. And she's been with me training, I think, five years. She came to us for her daughter about eight years ago. And her daughter was doing cheerleading training with one of my trainers. And Vicky would roll in, in her motorized wheelchair, sitting at about 420 pounds. Mm -hmm. And she was hit by a drunk driver, spent 17, 18 years in that wheelchair. Husband left, and she went through a lot of crap raising her daughters and her, her kids. Wow. So I would always talk smack from across the room, saying, "When are you gonna get your ass in here to work out?" Sorry, my, my language, but I, I would joke <laughs> okay. with playful yeah. banter, and she would, you know, talk smack. She couldn't afford it. So one day I talked to her, the trainer I had working for me, and I said, "Let's let's take care of Vicky," and we comped her training. Mm-hmm. Vicky lost 100 pounds, and then she got a gastric sleeve, lost another 100 pounds, and then lost another 100 pounds. So 320 something pounds total. Wow. So then she needed knee replacements because both of her knees were riddled. Her legs, she wasn't ever going to walk again. So a yeah. client of mine, uh, Lucy, I, I spend money on off-road jeeps and dumb stuff like that, cool stuff like that. But yeah, you know, we chipped in and we 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 paid for part of her skin removal uh, surgery and a knee replacement. And then her insurance covered the other knee replacement. So little Vicky was pretty much rebuilt, put together. She asked how she could ever repay after all these surgeries. I said, get your get your 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 butt certified and change lives, train people. Wow. She did, dude. She did. She got certified. I hired her. She started walking. So she walks now. She's still in a lot of pain. Probably has to have another surgery. Hopefully, doesn't have to lose her her leg or her foot, which is what could happen right now. Mm -hmm. But Ryan, she's one of my top trainers. She's had a couple people lose over 100 pounds, 50 pounds. So now she's a trainer giving back to people. I have my sister who lost 100 pounds. She runs a location for a franchisee. And she's maintained a hundred pounds off for six, six years now. Wow. So, and then we have another gentleman named Adam Bird, who's lost a hundred pounds. Oh, he's almost at 200 pounds, I think now. And now he's getting skin removal surgery too. So this is why Tiffany and I are so passionate. It yeah. it was my bodybuilding background that I love trophy hunting. Yeah. And in 2010, it changed, dude. And now it's yeah. about, it's about people and yeah. uh, stuff like this. It's bigger than us.
2: It's, it's fun. Um, yeah. Vicki came up to me one day and said, Hey, Tiffany. And I, I didn't even recognize her. I had asked her who she was and she said, it's Vicki. It wasn't the same girl <laughs> that was sitting there all quiet at the table, you know? So yeah. see, and we get to see that all the time. Like people will walk in with just no self-confidence um, down in the dumps. And after a few weeks, they of course start feeling better. And it happens so much faster than they think when they start. Yeah. So getting, getting to be a part of that transition is awesome. And I have to say, I love that we can have both sexes in our studio. Yeah. So it's not just a his place, her place. And you don't see divorce and all that stuff anymore. You see, you know, just couples getting stronger that trickle down to their kids.
0: Right. Yeah, that's an amazing story. And I think the thing about I think fitness in general is people always think it's about, you know, the look, you know, I want a nice body. I want to be able to look good at the beach or whatever. But what it really is, is it's a mental thing. I mean, I think with like your story about Vicky, obviously, you know, the accident got her down. She just let things go. And and I think it was a mental struggle she was facing. And I think fitness and studies have shown that fitness does improve your mental state. And I think that people neglect to understand how important it is to work out because it simply makes you feel mentally better. Right. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And we really encourage with our training, like we don't, we've had people ask, are you ever going to allow us to book online? Well, we don't like that because we don't want to be the place that you book and cancel, book and cancel, never get results. Like yeah. if you're going to do training, we're going to charge you our value and our worth because we expect you to be a hundred percent committed to your results and, you know, schedule the appointment. Like you would schedule time with your boss. If it's three days a week at eight to eight to eight thirty. You know that's when we want to see you of course we have cancellation policies and we're flexible if you have to travel and stuff but our goal
1: is to make them commit um and help them see it all the way through yeah yeah and i'd say uh just a quick, quick thing Ryan. that makes us i would say unique and special it's our approach on how we look at things yeah everybody has a great product you can have cool lighting you can have incredible monitors on the wall outlaw fit camp and the group fitness doesn't have mirrors. There's no monitors because it's about you competing against you. Now we have a stunning location. It's kind of, we call ourselves a Harley Davidson of fitness. We have a, I mean, concrete on the floor, open ceilings, very cool, beautiful tile walls. Our yeah. locations are stunning, but it's not about you against everybody else and how many calories you're burning and somebody else's. everybody has different goals. So yeah. I want you to worry about you and that's all that matters. The other thing is you get one body man you get one chance after high school college most people don't invest in any kind of education and if they do it's for their jobs and ongoing career but nobody learns about their body the one thing that you can't trade in when the mileage gets too high when it starts breaking down so we really push to educate our clients through understanding their fuel plan even down to the content that comes out of their mouth we train our trainers to catch if ryan keeps saying hey dude i'm not a morning person Dude, you're never going to be one. You keep saying you're not. So, how much from here or not, five o'clock you're your yeah. morning, proof, dude, you yeah. love working out. Yeah. So, yeah. we go that extra mile with psychology and stuff.
0: Yeah. No, I love that because I have to work. Like, I have to work out in the morning too because I feel like it's what jumpstarts my day. If I if I have a day where I don't work out, there's just a lull there. Like, I don't feel 100%. Yeah. Hurt, right. You know? Yeah.
2: And that ties back to the mental aspect of fitness, is creating a routine. You have to carve that time out for yourself. And then it trickles the rest of your day down to like the times that you eat. A lot of people we notice actually don't get enough fuel in their day. Like some, most people sit, they're sedentary and they eat once or twice a day. Well, that does nothing for your metabolism. So really it's, it's huge. And then all the way down to how you sleep.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Which I think most people real. I think we all get, we don't, we all don't get enough sleep period. I think most of us, Um, especially working family, everything that's just, it's hard to get the adequate sleep. So, um, well, Jesse, Tiffany, it's been a really good conversation and I love what you're doing. I think you are out there making an impact in the world. And I think it's, you know, the world needs people like you to get people back up off their, their butts and working out, feeling better. Um, there's so many people that that need it. So if someone's interested in buying, you know, a franchise or has questions about the brand, how can they reach out to you? What's the best way?
2: Yeah. Um, I would say go to ofcfranchise.com and that takes you directly to our franchise website. Uh, You could read about, you know, all the stats on, on, you know, applying and discovery started. Uh, Our brand site is outlawfitcamp.com. You can see all the locations that there are why, you know, more about the brand there. And then you can follow us on social media and LinkedIn.
0: Great. Are you guys doing like TikTok or Instagram? Or are you doing any videos of the classes or workouts or anything there?
2: Uh, we are just getting started on TikTok. Okay. <laughs> yeah, okay. Okay. and um, do we share our classes? We we do trainer tips and a lot of you know mental work. We have some great blogs. Um, honestly, if you go to alafiacamp.com, scroll to the bottom, you'll get answers to any blog you want. Okay. We provide recipes, everything.
0: Okay one last question I got to ask you because I'm really curious about this one the whole outlaw brand thing is there something that you guys aren't telling us that happened <laughs> I'm just curious I'm curious about the out the outlaw name like what is where does that come from I'm just curious
2: well um we had Jesse James fit that that's been a thing right because because yeah. Jesse yeah. but yeah. we knew obviously if you wanted to uh, scale nationwide we probably didn't want Jesse's name attached to every building because we wanted our franchisees to feel a piece of ownership right and um so we had the concept but we didn't have the name and we were looking everywhere and we found an old bank that was empty and Relief, yeah yeah jesse and i looked at each other and there's a big huge vault there and we're like well what the heck are we going to do with this vault and i'm trying to think of some <laughs> crazy awesome ideas like maybe when people lose 20 pounds they can go to the vault and get a prize or all these ideas and we were sitting in the car and looked at each other and thought what about Outlaw. Yeah. And it actually started as Outlaw Boot Camp, I'll be honest. And we'd go to parties and people would say, Oh, yeah, I've been out, you know, a, a boot camp. And they're, they're comparing us to what they've experienced in the parking lot. And we were so frustrated about that. And we actually had uh, an Outlaw Fit Camp. We were beta testing something. I'm not going to explain much more on that because it didn't pass the beta. So, uh, but we did keep the name. So we changed it to Outlaw Fit Camp outlaws being our members you know there's so many stereotypes and myths with fitness our goal is to help women become stronger there's there's nothing wrong with women putting muscle on it's it's healthy for your bones right and there was such a taboo about having muscle as a woman mm-hmm. um, we think out of the box with fitness we adapt all modalities and styles so we break we're breaking the law of conventional fitness and outlaw outlaws are our members. And then Fit Camp stands for Functional Interval Training it's in a group setting. Um, so that's how Outlaw Fit Camp came to be.
0: Oh, I like that. I like it because it is kind of, it's 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 your own path. It's not the, the mainstream path that most people think about fitness, you know, and I like Absolutely. that. Absolutely. That's good.
2: Yeah. Don't follow the norms like the American Society of um, overweight, you know, just. Sedentary. Yeah. Sedentary.
0: Yeah. I yeah. 100% agree. Well, this has been a good conversation. I wish you both the best. I know you're going to grow and be successful um, in the future. If anybody's listening, they want to get in touch with Jesse or Tiffany and you're interested in the brand or you have questions, go check them out. Thank you both. It's been great.
1: Ryan, thank you so much, my man. Take care.
0: You too. Bye-bye. Hey, everybody. It's Ryan here. Look, sales can be difficult. Maybe you're up at night thinking how you're going to make that next sale. Maybe your sales team is struggling and you don't know what to do. Well, I've written a book called Customer Relationship Management Exposed. It's designed to help you figure out a process and system to be successful in sales and grow your business like you never have before. With Customer Relationship Management Exposed, you can make the right choices to find the right sales system to increase your sales exponentially. Pick it up on Amazon today.